Oh yeah. Welcome back to the Lightning Rod. The show that promises it will never, ever end in a shootout. I am Johnny Pipes. And I'm Gannon. And we're doing it live. Doing it live. Doing it live. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh your Tampa Bay Lightning chit chat show, your weekly casual roundup of all things lightning and unfortunately Oh no! We suck again. <laughs> yes. But you don't have to suck because you can call us and participate in our show and leave us a voicemail 727-416-0613. 727-416-0613. Find this number in the show notes. You can email us, thelightningrod1 at protonmail.com. That's the number one. Or you can find us on Twitter at lightningrodpod. Well, three games since last we spoke. We are back at our normal time here on a uh, sweet Wednesday afternoon, uh, prepping to um, hopefully get a better result. Tonight's game against the Capitals here in a couple hours. But until that time, we'll uh, we'll we'll get in the wayback machine and and um, talk about the uh, the tumultuous uh, weekend and Tuesday that was. Um, got any uh, opening salvos before we start our journey backwards, there, my man? No, you know I'm trying to think of any like real major news, at least lightning related. I'm I'm you know having trouble coming up with something. I guess we could hop right into that Blackhawks game. I think that's where we left off. Yeah, we did our show right before the game, and um, we did make some predictions, both of which were wrong. And uh, but you were you were a lot closer though than I was <laughs> because I called a I, I called a shutout, and it definitely was not a shutout. Although, if you were to discount maybe five minutes of the first period, it would have been a shutout. But for some reason, that five minutes they kind of like lost their head for a minute at the last. Um, Almost the last five minutes of the period. It was like between 12 and 17 minutes in the first period. They kind of lost their head. But the rest of the game was all bolts. I mean, starting in the second period, it was it was the Ross Colton show. Yeah, you know, the, this was the game where I really start thought that our luck would start turning around. You know, we, we just looked really, really good throughout the entire game. We were, they came out so strong. It, it was a dominating performance that I haven't seen from this team in months, it feels like, and I'm probably right saying that. Um, so, you know, quick, quick goals off the hop with uh, Stamkos and Point getting back on the score sheet. Uh, Kucherov assisting on both of them. Yeah, Kucherov, Point, and Stamkos all, you know, all had two points within the first 10 minutes of the game. And um, again, all the momentum was swinging our way. They were playing perfect hockey, which is something I'll hardly ever say. And then it, it just kind of, you know, a, a weird, weird goal from Calvin DeHaan just slipped past Andre Vasilevsky, which he kind of, you know, just kind of threw a wrench in the operation, took everybody off balance. And the game, I'm not going to say that the game wasn't the same from then on, but it just wasn't that domination that we saw in that first 10 minutes. Well, at least not by anybody, but the third line. Oh God, man. <laughs> They put on a clinic. I mean, I, I I know that cup champion third line for the Lightning is going to be really hard to replace, but these guys are making a strong case for themselves. Yeah, the uh, highlight of the game, obviously, coming from the, the Nick Paul no-look between-the-legs pass that probably gave uh, everybody that was watching a hard-on. Because holy smokes, I've never seen a pass like. I mean, I've seen Kucherov do some magic passes in my life, and then there was that that ridiculous Andre Palat pass a couple games ago that was pretty amazing to get uh, Brandon Hagel his um, first goal for the Lightning. But goodness gracious, I've never seen a pass like that for our team before. No, I mean th- th- this team honestly does not try a whole lot of fancy stuff like that, which is why it's kind of funny. You know, it's coming from Nick Paul, so he's somebody who hasn't been around the team for more than five six games or so probably a little more now but um you know it, it's just something you don't see often from this team and the fact that it worked I mean it, it was a beautiful highlight real play great for Paul the more I see him play the more I like him I, I thought Brandon Hagel was going to be the player that's just going to come in and just really light things up he, he was you know my biggest addition uh in my opinion but 
you know, and, and not nothing against Hagel. You know, he's he's performed fine for us. But honestly, I think Paul is looking like the bigger steal to me right now. I wonder if we're gonna end, if this is gonna wind up being sort of like that situation with JT Miller and Ryan McDonough, where McDonough looked not really there for the first little while, and then all of a sudden, you know, JT Miller was playing lights out, and it took like a really long time for for McDonough to get going. Yeah, you know, that that deal was so weird. You know, it worked out great in our favor, and again, it did take McDonough a little bit to to kick in. And I, I don't think Brandon Hagel, you know, I, he hasn't played his best with the Lightning. I've got nothing really bad to say about him. I have watched him blow a couple of uh, coverages and that led to goals or whatever, but I can't really knock his play or anything. It's just what I expected Nick Paul to do really kind of overshadows what Hagel is doing. Yeah, now I can stop making fun of uh, Nick Paul for looking like Rowan Atkinson. Now that, he, <laughs> now that he's actually playing well, I can stop calling him Mr. Bean. Because <laughs> he definitely looks and, a lot know, like Mr. Bean. But you know what? Mr. Bean is scoring, and I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, and it's not even like that he he's lighting up the lamp a, a shitload. I think he's only got, what, two or three points so far since the deadline. But, but you always see him, though. Like, you, al- you always know he's playing. Like, you hear his name a lot. He is very, very effective away from the puck, getting the puck out of the zone. You know, he's very, very responsible. So just even even if it's not translating to assists or goals, he is still showing up at every area of the ice. I, I haven't seen him really blow a coverage or anything like that. Just I, I've been extremely satisfied, if not more, from what I've seen from him so far. Yeah, that entire second period was essentially... Uh like third line the whole way, Ross Colton with two goals. Obviously one was that, that ridiculous assist. Um, he came incredibly close to getting a hat trick. And uh, isn't that a natural hat trick when you get three in a row, no one scores in between you? Isn't that what's yeah, called a natural two, hat trick? There's, I've heard natural hat trick. That, that's the way that I know it. But I've also heard three goals in one period is a natural hat trick. You know, uh, Well, this would uh, have been it, me, right? Because that – that was that 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 almost where he where he kind of fanned on it where he had he had the puck in the crease just about or just outside the crease and he kind of fanned on it. Yeah, and he, even still, he um he made a he took a shot at the open net uh, at the, the late stages in the game and he just missed and that, I think that was the one that Hagel um, Hagel got the rebound from and stuffed it in. Yeah, yeah, that uh, something was going on with that with that empty net. It's like someone had a magnet or something that was on the the left side of that goal because it seemed like every time one that was shot down there was like just missing to the left. Yeah, like they they a took fan like on or something. <laughs> they took three two hundred foot shots and none of them went. Oh, uh, it was a good game. Um, I was a a big fan of seeing the uh, the Tyler Johnson video tribute. You could tell he was kind of broken up inside a little bit. Um, when he saw it, like he was pretty stoic, but you could, you could kind of see the, the waterworks building up inside a little bit. It was for me. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I, I think I, I definitely shed a tear. I really did. That that was very, you know, every, every player, if they play five or more games from here, they're going to get a video tribute, but you cannot write the story of the Tampa Bay lightning omitting the words, Tyler Johnson. I mean, he, he has been such a crucial part of this of the organization for the last you know six or seven years he he dragged us to the stanley cup final in 2015 you know unfortunately it was just kind of a a shitty way for him to go with his contract weighing us down but i mean he he was everyone's favorite player for the longest time so it it, it was emotional for me it had to to be emotional for him and it was kind of a homecoming for a lot of guys. Uh, uh, you know, Hagel playing his former team, Kachuk and Radish playing their former team. It's kind of funny, but yeah, obviously Johnson, he was the main star of it, and he, he deserved every every bit of the ovation that he got. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody really got used to um, to Radish or Boris. No. <laughs> I don't think anybody got used to them yet, um, so, you know, they're not going to get any video tributes. Nah. Well, I mean, they got to score for us first. I guess <laughs> they should probably, you know, maybe maybe make an impact. I think Radish was was good for about two weeks towards the beginning of the season, and then um, yeah, that was really it. They kind of disappeared after that. Kachuk was mm-hmm. in and out, so it was like no video tribute for you. Sorry. Yeah, again, you know, with, with Tyler Johnson, again, you literally cannot tell the story of the Lightning without bringing his name up. He, he again, just an incredible player, and kind of fizzled out towards the end, but you know, ne- never played without heart 
No, you know, I'm he's I'm still on the lookout for a, for a nice um, you know, classic Tyler Johnson jersey, maybe one of the uh, the third jerseys from uh, from a few years ago before before they uh switched them over to Adidas when they were still Reebok and we had those really cool uh black third the jerseys. jerseys. Yeah, with the bolts diagonal across the front mm-hmm. um and the and the stripe going down. Uh, those are some of my favorite alternates and um I've Kind of would like a I would like a Tyler Johnson one with, with that that motif. They exist. I know they you know, exist, so I will find one. You can find one. You know, Phil Esposito hates those jerseys. Oh, uh, I don't care what Phil thinks. He's old. I do. <laughs> you, do you do you not like them? Oh uh, no! Like I I like the jerseys. I just think it's funny. Um, have you heard of the YouTube channel Aesthetics? I have not great channel check him out uh this guy he's actually a uh tampa ish native he uh he does a lot of uh jersey rev- not reviews but just kind of he he gets very deep into them you know he he'll he'll cover uh new jerseys very in depth and and very you know, thorough in his examinations about it. Um, and he, you know, he releases a bunch of content and all of it's super, super high quality. And he did an interview with, uh, Phil Esposito and he, he said, uh, something along the lines of, uh, that he hates the, that bolts Jersey. That's not the name of the team. They're the lightning, blah, 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 blah. Oh, so what? It's a nickname. <laughs> it's a nickname you got. Cause like, look, you know, when you haven't, when you have a team name, that's singular, like lightning is singular. It's a thing. It's not many mm-hmm. things. It's a thing, but yet there's many people that play for the lightning. And so you have to have some sort of plural name to say like, Oh, you can't, you can just say the lightning, but that refers to like the whole, you need to have something that separates them, but groups them at the same time. And that's what bolts are for. Like how, what, what, how many bolts of lightning are there? So it makes sense. And I think it's fantastic that they put it on their, their, their Jersey because there should be, a third Jersey that's completely different from their other two. And that's the biggest complaint I have with the blackouts is that they're not, they're, they're exactly the same as the other ones, except they're just a different color. Like I like, I like the blackouts, but I, I think the, uh, the bolts Jersey was, it, it was definitely more flashy, definitely more unique. It just, it just feels more classic to me. Like, you know, like an old school sort of hockey feel, you know, with, with words on it like that yes but it also kind of looks dated in my opinion you know there there's some vintage jerseys that just have an ageless look to them like certain uh st louis jerseys and just just other vintage jerseys the bolts jersey for only being a couple of years old it already does look kind of dated in my opinion i don't hate it i you know again i'm not gonna say a whole lot bad about it i'm just just to give my two cents well the the um the problem also that I, I kind of have with the, the new Adidas style of jersey versus the Reeboks. Well, number one, first and foremost, we didn't get laces. I don't like that. I wish we did. Yeah. I wish because some some teams still got laces, even though they're fake. Um, but I like the lace look. And then two, even though they've grown on me a little bit because I have like three of them. But like the shoulders, the, the, the shoulder texture um, kind of material that they have. Uh, reminds me of, of like the napkin that they put around your neck when you go to the dentist. Like it's like that dotty sort of material. And, uh, it took me a while to get used to it. Like it's just the Adidas thing. Like every single team that has an Adidas Jersey, Mm -hmm. which is all of them, they all have that shoulder, but that was like the first complaint that I had as soon as we got those jerseys. Hey, we can go back to wool. Well, yeah. Oh God, (laughs) (laughs) I can't be running around wearing a wool Jersey in Florida. That's not going to happen. Hell no. Nope. So uh, we digress. We were talking about hockey um, a minute ago. That was a very good game. We ended up winning uh, five to two. Um, I believe I called a three to nothing. You called, I think, a six to six to one. I think you called six to one. Shit. I'm pretty sure you called a six. I I think you called a six pack. I'm pretty sure. I think so, actually. Yeah. Regardless, I was wrong. Well, yeah, we were both wrong. So. We were both wrong, um, but a win is a, is a, is a win is a win, and I'm not going to play Jameis, but that's a win. Uh, <laughs> fast forward to uh, the next night, which is a back-to-back in the the return of of uh, Marty St. Louis behind the bench for the Montreal Canadiens, and what the hell happened in this game? It looked so dominant 
by the lightning for the good majority of the game. And somehow, some way it was tied at the end. How did that happen? You know, Bogo said it best. This was a fuck around game. I think this was a game that they just really didn't care about. Even being at home, it was just kind of like, you know, toying with their food, kind of how they were playing with the Blackhawks, but even a little bit lazier. Um, You you know, they, they were all there throughout the first. It was really, really dominant. And, I'm not sure what happened, if they just kind of felt bad uh, <laughs> for for the Canadians or whatever, but they just started playing. They, they did not play physical at all, which is when they play their best hockey. It's not a secret by any stretch. They play their best hockey when they're playing physical and that they want to scare the other team. They don't, they don't want to give them an inch. So And it just was not there that game at all. Like I was begging people to... To, to hit, finish your check, do something, make make them not want to make that play the next time around, and it just was not there. Again, I, I wasn't entirely sure if it was, you know, they, they were just fucking around or whatever, but it that that's really the the biggest thing to me. And it, they were they were lazy. They the Montreal's transition game. They they were catching us uh, on how. How many odd man rushes and how many of them led to goals or at least strong chances? Way, way too many. And that's really what the biggest killer was, was the odd man rushes in the transition game. You know, we'd get a good scoring chance and they'd get a better one right afterwards. Um, probably just a fuck around game. Yep. Thank you, Bogo. Yep, yep, yep. Um, well, I will say for this game that... Uh, I don't care. Well, this isn't just this game. This is in general. I hate shootout endings. Me too. I I think that, you know what, if you're going to get that far and you don't score in overtime, just call it a tie, give them both one point and and just move on. No, no ties. No, make them, make it a tie. (laughs) Make it a tie. I mean, I'd rather have a tie than a shootout. I'd rather have a tie than a shootout ending. Much rather. I don't want them to keep, I don't want them to keep playing after the five minutes. And the only reason why is because I don't want anybody to get hurt. Like I want, there to be players in the playoffs. And I feel like if they keep going and you wind up with like one of those fluky situations, like a, uh, you know, like a Columbus game, then, you know, I mean, granted the likelihood of that happening with five minutes and three on three is pretty low, but they're already sprinting like crazy. They're so tired after the three on three and five minutes that they can't really go much farther than that for like a virtually meaningless. uh, I mean, it's not meaningless in this case, but in some cases, like if it was like the third game of the season, it would be meaningless essentially at that point. Yeah. You just don't want somebody to go down like that. So I would, I personally would rather have it be a tie and then move along because yeah, like, well also, you know, when you, when you have a shootout like that, it takes away the, the most, one of the most exciting things that happens in a hockey game, which is a penalty shot. Those things used to be ridiculously exciting. They're not exciting anymore because why you see them, you know, 30% of the games of the year. I'm going to disagree with you there. I think penalty shots are still intense because they actually will count towards the score of the game. Um, I I agree with you that I'm not a big fan of shootouts. They're they're fun in the arena. I remember the first game I ever went to live, it was a shootout against the Ducks that we ended up winning. And it it was incredible. It was awesome. But the, the, the luster of it wears off after a little bit. You know, I especially after such a good overtime as well, you, you hate seeing it. You you want it to end in overtime. You want it to end in actual hockey instead of a skills competition. I think an extended overtime, honestly, I think it'd be beneficial. You don't see many injuries happening in overtime. Plus, you only play maybe nine guys in overtime, like throughout five minutes of it, maybe nine guys out of your 18-man roster. So half your players aren't even touching the ice. If you extend it, twice as long you're going to put different players out there you're going to put the other half of your players out there for the other half of the time so personally that's what i'd like to see i think i know players they're not really happy with it they would rather play hockey um the the large majority of them will will agree with you i know it's something that's going to be brought up at the next cba meeting uh it's been a long time coming gms don't like it a lot of people don't like it um well they they made it boring like it, it, it's it was exciting at they first. Did. I mean, the 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 Lightning were the first team to participate and win um, a three on three overtime mm-hmm. when when the when the rule first happened. Um, I can't remember who they were playing, but we won. The Flyers was it? The Flyers you know who scored it? Uh, I don't. Who was it? 
Jason Garrison. Oh my on a god! Breakaway. Jason yeah. Garrison, um, Hall, uh, Vegas Golden Knight Hall of Famer, Jason Garrison. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Go back and watch that overtime. It's actually one of the best overtimes you'll ever see in the league. And it's crazy that I was the first one ever. Uh, but yeah, Garrison on a breakaway. Well, it's all gone downhill, and it's because they don't shoot. They they the, it's the game is no longer get the puck in the net. The game is keep away. Like, that's all yeah. it is. It's like, oh, oh, something doesn't look good, but let's go back behind the blue line. Okay, something doesn't look good. All right, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. You know, it's it, not even it's an boring. endurance race. It's a line change competition. It's a dance. Like, they're just dancing at that point. Really, it's more like synchronized skating. You know, it's bad when Wayne Gretzky even doesn't like the current format of it. He thinks once you take the puck over the blue line, you should have to stay in the inside the blue line. Um, like, you can't just willingly bring it out of this out of the zone or else it should count as like an icing or something. Oh, um, that would be interesting. Make them stay, that would make be them stay in the zone. Yeah. Cause I mean, we, we saw it in this game. I see in every single overtime, they'll take it back, loop around, regroup, wait for a shitty line change from the other team or something. If their guys are gas, they'll take it up the ice and score. It, it, it's boring. It's predictable. And whoever gets the puck off the face off the you, you place your money for them to win. Yeah, uh, between that and, 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 and the shootout, this just wound up being a very disappointing uh, ending. I, w- I was kind of in and out of the game, to be honest, because um, I, was, I was kind of watching the, uh, the Duke-North Carolina game at the same time. Um, and that's because, you know, my uh, significant other is a, a Duke graduate, so we were definitely had, had to have eyes on that for sure. Right. Uh, but I was, got a good excuse. It was back and forth. I was, I was going back and forth. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually I would have rather watched the entire Duke game to be honest. After <laughs> after seeing the results, uh, something else. Let's see that stuck out in this game. Um, how how soon into the game do you do you think the first penalty was? Oh, shit. Oh, I know it was it was pretty quick, wasn't it? Within like the first minute or two. Twenty seven seconds. You're right. <laughs> Twenty seven seconds. Alex Kalorn. For it was nothing. Alex Kalorn. Yeah. 27 okay. seconds. It was 100% deserved, though. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But come on, 27 seconds. Like, you're trying you're trying your hardest to, to get away from this penalty game that you've been playing for weeks and weeks and weeks, and you go 27 seconds. That's bad. That's real bad. Luckily, it was only one of the two that we took that game. But still, like, come on, man. You, you haven't... That, that's your... You're barely your first shift. You're not even breathing that hard. Twenty and so five penalties total in the entire game. There were none in the third period at all for either team. That's crazy. You know, like it's amazing how that happens. Like, it, you know, you'll have games that are just nonstop whistles, and then you'll have games where they don't blow the whistle at all. Yeah, getting into playoff time, refs are going to swallow their whistle. They're going to let a lot of sh- more shit go. You know, I, I kind of like the fact that, you know, they'll, they'll let stuff go, but at least be consistent about it, which I guess we can talk about in a little bit when we start talking about that Toronto game. What if I don't want to talk about the Toronto game? Um, <laughs> I might actually kind of force you to because <laughs> I didn't watch a whole, whole lot of that one. Well, I mean, to be honest, I didn't really either. I, I mean, I did watch it, uh, but as as it progressed... Uh, I became more and more um, interested in other things like rearranging paint dry. Yeah. Rearranging my sock drawer or, um, <laughs> you know, organizing the books on my bookshelf in alphabetical order, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. I guess we could shift here. You got any uh, last thoughts on the, uh, the Canadians game that uh, we should have won and did not just play more physical and then tighten up defensively. They, you know, they looked really good offensively and it, it was all there, but just, you know, that, that's not gonna, that, that is not a game you will ever win in any playoff fashion. Not a chance. I, I get it. They were trying to take it easy, uh, especially easy on themselves, but you're, you're trying to set a precedent and you're trying to have momentum rolling into the playoffs. That's not the way to do it. Thank you. Next. Yeah. Um, and, this will take effect also in the next game as well, but we are desperately, desperately in need of, uh, of some McDonough action for sure. 
Um, I think that his presence is, is uh, his lack of presence is absolutely felt on the team for sure. It is. So moving, moving on to the, uh, to the garbage portion of our, of our telecast here. We've got, uh, let's see. All of a sudden I'm coming down with the cold, man. I don't know if I can do this. Well, this is what I will say. First off, I'll just get this off my chest right now. I, I can't stand Austin Matthews. I hate his douchey mustache. Um, I want to punch him in the face, uh, especially because of that mustache. Most, at, least he's, at least he's partially got a beard now. But I remember a couple of years ago when there was like the, the hockey awards or something or SBs or some shit, I can't remember. And he was on the red carpet and they interviewed him and he was wearing this stupid turtleneck and uh, this turtleneck and his douchey mustache. And I was like, all right, dude. I don't, I don't care if you're the greatest hockey player ever. I don't like you. I don't like you. You know, get rid of that. Get rid of that caterpillar off your, off your face. And then, uh, yeah, I... and then there's, then there's this game. And, and um, yeah, let's just say we're, we're less than, than friends than we were before. I don't hate Austin Matthews. I actually have came around to not hating the Leafs. Like, it's always fun to, to hate on the Leafs. You know, it's one of the easier things you can do. But Matthews, you, you do have to give him some respect, at least as a hockey player, disregarding his appearance. Because, yeah, that, that, that thing isn't the, isn't the greatest look on his face. But, hey, he makes a whole hell of a lot more money than me, and he's a lot better hockey player than I am. So I don't have to do anything. Talk. I don't have to give him anything. I don't have to do anything. I I am uh, you know just some schmuck down here in Miami, and I, I can I can dis dislike him as much as I want. I absolutely good point. I, you know, it's it's not uh, it's not going to happen. You know, sorry. Like uh, you know, now granted, you come play for the Lightning. You know, I might I might swallow some of that pride, but you know, I don't see that happening. So until that point, um, screw you, there, uh, mustache boy. Yeah, anybody who doesn't play on my team, I hate. No, just kidding. But no, you you have to give Austin Matthews respect. I mean, he's on a 65-goal pace or something. He can be the first player to score 60 since Steven Stamkos. You know that you know damn well he was playing with that in mind with Stammer on the ice. I mean, they even yeah. asked, they even they even asked Stammer before the game, like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" He's like, "What if you got 59 or whatever?" He's like, "Oh yeah, you think about it. You absolutely think about it." So you know he's like out there trying to prove it, and 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 all, and and it's not even like they were all super skillful goals. They were just like a couple of them were. I don't know. They looked a little fluky to me. Like the one that the, the, the tip was like a uh, he just happened to be in the right place at the right time on accident. Tips are harder than they are made out to be. I think that one was good. His he's got a really really good wrist shot on. You could put him in the top three best wrist shots in the league and if not number one but that one that he got by Vasilevsky I forget who was covering but it was just a little little toe drag and toe drag snipe but it wasn't even that great of a shot in my humble opinion that's one that Vazzy should have had he didn't have a screen in front of him or anything like that it wasn't his primo wrist shot it, it, he definitely should have had that to me that that was kind of the air quote flukiest of them all I'm just talking about that one that was like a long pass and he tipped it and it went up like it, it, you know, it was, it went, the puck went in a direction that you wouldn't think it would have gone from that tip. Like you'd have thought the way that he was standing, that it would have gone straight, but it, for some reason it looked, it looked like it popped, like it popped up, you know, and then it went up and over and it's like, ah, come on, that one really is that what we're doing tonight? We're having one of those games. And then, you know, and, and it's just the, the double whammy being, you know, the fact that there's, the, we've talked about this ad nauseum on this show, the, the ridiculous amount of, of Canadians and, and Toronto fans that are in the Tampa area. So of course they're peppering, you know, when he gets a hat trick, they're peppering the ice with hats. It's disgusting. Disgusting. You should all be ashamed of yourself. And I would do the same thing if I was in Toronto. So you know, <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to get angry about it right now because my team lost and I'm a baby. So that's we're just... hypocrites. We'll admit it. <laughs> it we're, this is not a, uh, this is by no means a, a, uh, an impartial, uh, show. You know, no. this, this oh. is not called the hockey rod. This is called the lightning rod. <laughs> you come here for all your biased takes. Exactly. Like we're not, we're, we're, we're just, we're just a couple of bolt lovers and, and every other team haters. <laughs> That's the way that we roll. But yeah, so anyways, that's um, uh, the the less that can be said. I mean, we got to fill up some time here, but the less that can be said about this game, the better. I hope they learn their lesson. 
because this is a uh, th- this moved them down to nearly uh, nearly wild cards uh, position again. Like we got the same point total as Boston right now. Do we have a better win percentage? I I think we're ahead Wins of them by, ahead of them by a hair. Let me. Um, I'm, they lost in regulation to Detroit last night. Boston did. And yes, and Toronto lost in overtime to the Panthers in quite embarrassing fashion. Oh, I heard about that. Um, I didn't watch it, it, but I did hear about it. It was um, six to two, I believe. Yeah, it was six to two. Panthers won seven to six. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> oh, that isn't the leafiest thing I've ever heard. Well, you know, I, at least you know, at least we didn't lose to a team, you know, with a Zamboni driver as a goalie who works for us. Who works for them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 42-year-old Zamboni driver. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, so I'm looking at the standings right now, and they've got us listed above Boston, um, but we have the same point total. Um, and I don't know why they have us listed above Boston, because it's, you know, our... Goal differential, maybe? Yeah, that's got to be it, because the what is the RG, the points percentage and regulation time, we're actually lower than them, 594 to 600. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, I mean, it's not going to make a difference come Friday. So, um, you know, we're going to play them. So it's now it's what makes a difference, I guess, is tonight if they can win tonight. So we got the Washington coming up tonight we're gonna be in the nation's capital. One of the last couple of, uh, road games of the season. I mean, you, um, did you catch, did you catch, um, Pat Maroon, his quote? Was this after the Leafs game? Yes. Um, he caught a 10 minute misconduct, uh, or like within five minutes of the puck drop and he, he was quoted uh to say this game is going the wrong way i guess you can't chirp each other on the bench now i guess it is better to watch 1980s hockey when guys are chirping each other because he was upset because he was chirping wayne simmons and the ref gave him a 10 minute misconduct five minutes into the game like things have not got gotten heated yet unfortunately i wasn't able to watch this game you know i probably only caught maybe 20 minutes of game time total i was at a friend's house and i just had this on in the background you know lucky enough for me i wasn't really missing anything but um looking back at the replay it's like what did he do what out of the ordinary did did, i watched that i did see that part and it was him and simmons and they were getting ready to go it looked like they were you know prepping to fight uh and then before any before they could even really circle each other the whistle had been blown and they were both heading to the box and even um you know even even the commentary was like hmm you know why are they stopping this before it's starting like this is kind of what is trying you're trying to set the tone of the game and they're stopping it before it can even happen and and there are some some that think that maybe that was the difference in the game is is doing that that early the refs are there to keep the game from getting out of hand, not to prevent it at all costs. And that is just straight up preventing it. Fighting is a part of hockey that if they ever take it out, I will not watch. I swear on my life, I'm probably lying, but it's a crucial part of it. It's five minutes in, things have not gotten chippy. If anything, that might settle the game down. I mean, that's the reason why fighting is in the game in the first place, is so the players can police themselves without ref intervention. Like, you, well, you see where I'm you, coming this from? This, to me, is the referee's fault. Thank you, Phil. Don't get me going on the officials. Thank you, Chief. Yeah, it's... it's It, it, it kind of took the wind out of, out of everyone's sails, I feel like. It, it definitely took the excitement level down a little bit. I mean, that was essentially a playoff game, and then, then it was a bloodbath going forward. Like, you could just tell that the bolts weren't in it, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I think they suffered kind of the same deal. Um, what they were suffering from in that Montreal game, at least, was the non-physical part of it. This is a team that you are... I get I get with that Montreal game. You're not going to put your heart and soul into that game. They're just bottom feeders at this point. You know, they take the night off, essentially. Oh, well, if we lose it. You know, I'm upset about it. You know, at least we got a point out of it, but oh, well. This game, to be blown out at home by four goals when you just... It, it was lackluster from what I saw. Again, I didn't watch a whole lot of it. I, I was, again, at a buddy's house. I just had it on in the background. I'd glance over when they were playing and look away. But from what I saw, it was just they, they would not finish checks. They would not 
they they would not deter any of the Toronto players from maybe thinking about making that next fancy little play that worked the first time because what do you, you just let them get right past you. And th- this team, they're not an overly physical team. Uh, talking about the Lightning, you know, they, they are more um, finesse in, in their defensive side, especially missing Ryan McDonough, who he, he really loves to lay the body, but he, he's a defensive stalwart himself. I, 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 I did not really isolate anybody I, I thought had a bad game. I think it was just kind of a lackluster effort from everybody involved. Um you know, the, the Kucherov goal right off the faceoff, you know, great goal, great shot, but that that's not indicative of how they were playing. That's just a snap good goal, I guess. Uh, and same thing with that Jan Ruda goal. That was just kind of, that honestly, goalie should have had that 100 times out of 100. And it, it just so happened to get through Jack Campbell. So again, I don't think either of those goals are indicative of how they played that game. I didn't watch enough to really you know, have have enough points to back my opinion up. Woo! 44, that's me! <laughs> At least I got to play that because John Ruda actually got a goal. That's only three on the season. <laughs> I actually thought when when – because I was, I was paying attention at that point when Kucherov did score the goal, and I was like, oh, sweet. So this is going to be a kind of like a, a back-and-forth shootout sort of game. This is kind of exciting, really. Um, you know, obviously after the uh, the uh, the other bullshit with the – Wayne Simmons and all that, but uh, yeah. Uh, after that, it was like, yeah, this is this is terrible. It was right after the the Jan Ruda goal that, like, uh, it's a four, it four minutes later, and Matthew scored, and it's he, his second one, and then from then the route was on. Yeah, and, again, that that was when I really started drinking heavily. <laughs> I'll say, um, yeah, I, I washed my sorrows away, uh, goal by goal by goal by goal. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully tonight it changes. You know, I I would like to think that, you know, John Cooper laid into him a little bit, and and maybe they can maybe they'll wake up. Hopefully, you know, and realize, oh shit, the the postseason's right around the corner. We should probably uh, tighten some things up here a little bit. Is this the point where the the reactionary uh, Lightning fans in the in the social media realm start calling for John Cooper's head? I haven't seen that yet. I, you know, I, I see more jokes about it than I see like actual people saying that. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know. I, if I see somebody asking for John Cooper's head, I'm going to laugh, but I, there, there has to be some sort of a change. And I was talking to my coworker today and just talking about kind of what, you know, what happened the last couple of games. And he said something to me. He's like, you know, maybe they're just playing a little soft, a little dainty right now. They're they're just saving themselves for playoff style hockey because that's what we we've seen from them. They in the playoffs, no no two games are alike, you know. And same thing with the regular season, but you can get away with a lot more. The games are way more physical, way more competitive, and I think they play better with pressure on them. And and again, play better better physically as well. So. Um, I think they really are just kind of saving themselves for playoff hockey. They don't care who they're going to play or if they get home ice or not, you know, they just need, they want to be in by now and they can really, really give their a game. He thinks that they're half-assing it. And I, I, you know, I'm hard pressed not to agree. You half-ass agree with him? Half-ass agree. No, no, I, I honestly, I, he's got a good point. I agree with you. Yes, I do. Um, I think it's still uh, too many games left in the season for them to be playing like that, which makes me sad. But uh, I mean, it is we do have the the rare benefit of essentially being guaranteed a spot, barring like the most epic of epic meltdowns in the history of hockey, uh, which is, I guess, good in a way where they can be like, oh, we're already there. It's just a matter of who we're going to play first. But God, well, we've already had the most epic meltdown in the history of hockey, but that was a couple of years ago. Let's not bring that up. Yeah, exactly. And 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 <laughs> the home ice is is so it's so important. Like it's so important to have home ice. It's ridiculous. But um, I I would I like just don't to think that they care. Yeah, you're you're probably right. They probably don't care. Uh, they have the experience, and that's what matters. But they. I do see some changes happening. I did see uh, some projected lineups uh, uh, lines tonight with um, Stamkos going down to the third line. Yeah, he's playing with uh, Hagel. Yeah, I think it's him, Hagel, and Colton. 
maybe I don't because I think Paul changed or it's, it's either he switched out he switched out with either with either uh, Colton or Paul I think in the practice I would hope they wouldn't s- split that line up I I'm not sure how that third line played in that uh, Toronto game I thought they were really effective in the Montreal game I think they made oops <laughs> wrong mouse. So I got too many mouses going on on my table right now. <laughs> How many mouses do you have? I got two because I got them running two computers at the same time here. Damn, it must be 100 degrees in your house. Oh, it's pretty close. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to actually, well, I, I wanted to look at the, uh, I wanted to look at, at what their um, their stats were for this this Maple Leafs game here because um, they were kind of right now. non-existent. Brandon Hagel was minus two. Um Let's see. Point was minus three. Oh, yeah, the whole point. Cooch minus three. Yeah, they were all minus, 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 minus. Well, there weren't Stan really. Just was even. There's, yeah, there, there's only Kalorn, I think, is the only plus the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I guess they're, you know, they were kind of non-existent, I suppose. You know, non-existent is better than bad, I suppose. But um, I don't, I, from what I've seen, I mean, they're, Obviously, you're not going to break up that fourth line. They've been consistent throughout the entire season, which is a really rare occasion for this team. Consistency throughout the entire season, that's one that you don't want to break up. And I get you're going to want to try guys in different places, but from the last week, from the last time that we've recorded, I think that Paul, Colton, and uh, Hagel line, I think they've been fantastic. I agree with you, They especially in that uh, in that Blackhawk game for sure, and then they started to look really good in that um Montreal game also and so maybe keep them together but I don't know at this point you know after that after that ridiculous game I guess you can just try all kinds of shit and we know with John Cooper as well that these lineups they don't they don't ever last you know the uh, the starting lines so who knows you know 10 minutes into the game he could throw the lines in a blender and and just see what happens so uh, I think that's just what it is on paper and he's just going to try to see well, that is the, the recap of games. We can look to the future now. We've got a couple hours to go here before uh, the Washington Capitals game. Um, what are you thinking tonight? You think, uh, you think they come out on fire? I don't know, man. Uh, I know the Capitals. They like to play us. They play us really well. We have a terrible, terrible time stopping Ovechkin, so I'm going to bet Ovechkin gets at least one goal. Uh, I'm going to take the optimistic route here and I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's not going to be a blowout. I'm going to say three to one lightning, no empty net, one regulation goal from Ovechkin. Uh, As for who scores for the lightning, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I'd like to see another Nikita Kucherov goal. I think he needs to step it up some. Needs to shoot more. All right. So you're calling three, one lightning. I'm going to go, I'm going to go four, three lightning with a late goal from Braden Point being the difference. Uh, I think it's going to be a power play goal, and it's going to be him in his spot, like him in his house. In that little bumper area? Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those uh, other goals. I think Brandon Hagel will get one because he's going to be kind of in awe. I guess he's uh, kind of idolized uh, Ovechkin in his uh, coming up days. So I think he's going to be out there trying to prove something. And uh, Mr. Yeah, Bean, I think Mr. Bean gets an assist. Mr. Bean gets an assistant somewhere in there. I'm interested to see where where Stamkos is going to be playing. Let me, let me check Joe Smith's Twitter here, Vamp, for a second. Yeah, I looked I looked at him a little bit ago, and uh, he didn't have him. I saw him somewhere else. I can't remember where I was. I think it was um, – I can't remember who did it. But somebody had posted him earlier, Who the what the pregame or the, the morning skate ones were. Oh, okay. So it wasn't it wasn't Joe. Then uh, that on the road tonight in Washington, they do get to come back home for two nights. Uh, we've got Boston on uh, Friday, and we've got Buffalo on Sunday. So hopefully, if they can get a good result against Boston, they can breeze through the Buffalo game. And then they go back on the road again to play Dallas for the second to last road game of the season. And uh, the only non 
Eastern uh, time zone game for the rest of the year. Uh, then they're at home for one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five games. They're technically, they're kind of at home, even though we're playing down here for the second to last game of the season, April 24th against the Panthers. And they'll close out the season at home against the uh, Blue Jackets. I did get tickets to the uh, Panthers game, and I did get the tickets prior to the the Maple Leafs game, and now I'm um, a little a little reticent. <laughs> no, nah, you're good. I'm like, I just spent a lot of money again on some good tickets, lower bowl, um, you know, good spot. I'm really excited, and we're going to play like that. Oh, my God. Please no. Please don't make me regret this, guys. How much did you pay for those tickets? I'm just curious what a lower bowl seat in the FLA Live might be. Uh, from resale, it's about a, a, um, a little over 100 per ticket. Man, that's not that bad. No, I mean, it's, I, it's to me, not, that's still a lot not, of money. But like, It's not bad. Honestly, for lower bowl, it's not bad at all. I think we're about 17 rows up from the ice, uh, which is about where we were in the previous Max Legacy awful game. Um, we're just a, a couple rows behind that this time. They're fantastic seats. They're good price. The only problem is you got to pay the stupid uh, ticket master fees and everything, but... Um, other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the seats. Like I'm not going to do nosebleeds anymore. If I can afford to not do nosebleeds, I'm not going to do nosebleeds. So sometimes I like, like, have you ever said, oh shit, I think it's section. Oh, I can't remember for, for the life of me, but it's one of the upper bowl seats at Amelie arena. They got the sticks of fire crew up there and all the guys doing the chants or whatever. I love being up there. I always normally sit adjacent to them. But it's electric up there. Uh, to me, there's no bad seat in Amelie Arena. I I, I, I sat... Well, which game was this? This was the San Jose game that I went to earlier this year. And I sat in such an awkward part of the, of the seats. I could only see maybe a quarter of the play at a time just because the glass was warped. And then looking down the ice, I couldn't... You know, I had stanchions and whatever else in my way. It was just the worst angle possible. Well, I'm... I'm uh... I got good seats the first game, and I was really happy with them, um, and I, I didn't feel the need to go up. Although I do like seeing it from from the top. I, I actually, club level is kind of is kind of the good medium, but a lot of times club level is actually more expensive than being in the lower bowl because you oh, get like yeah because you get you know services and stuff up there. But um, I don't know. Either way, I'm going to be in the lower bowl, and I'm excited, and, I, and I'm hoping they uh, they don't have a repeat of the last time. No, there, there's no chance it's going to be nine to three next time, especially if they've got at least ninety five percent of their starters in. Well, I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be six to two <laughs> the other night. So <laughs> I don't, nothing is out of the realm of possibility here. <laughs> Honestly, the way that uh, Florida's been playing, we're probably going to go up like eight nothing, and Florida's going to win nine eight. Uh, don't don't put that evil on us, there, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Buddy, if that happened, I'd buy a lottery ticket. Uh, oh goodness gracious! All right, so that's uh, your future look. Got uh, about ten minutes left here. What's what's on your mind, lightning wise? No, nothing lightning related, really. Um, I don't know. You, you mentioned Buffalo a couple of minutes ago. We got them coming up. Um, Rick Generet, he's been their uh, main broadcaster for literally Buffalo's entire history, fifty-one years. Uh, he's announced his retirement. You know, it's been a long time coming. Everybody's kind of known now, but he's officially retiring at the end of the season. I believe he only does the radio broadcast right now. I'm pretty sure, but um, you you have to know. Like, do you know who Rick Jenneret is? I've heard him call games before. Yes. Yeah, you know, you you've probably you probably know some of his infamous calls, like the May Day, May Day, and Top Shelf, where Mama keeps the cookies. Yeah, one of my um, really good friends is a diehard Buffalo Sabres fans, and he uses the you know the cookie one all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I don't know a single person who can say anything wrong about Rick Jenneret. I I can critique many many other broadcasters in the game, and he's just as wholesome as pure of a man that there possibly could be. So I wish him all the best in retirement. Uh, just been an absolute beauty for the game of hockey and especially for the Buffalo Sabres. So, so good for him. Happy for him. Well, at least somebody didn't report that he died. Oh God. 
We're happy to know but, that Generet is alive and well. And are uh, you, uh, this, referring this, the to same can chicklets? be the same can be said for uh, for Bossy. <laughs> I don't know about the well part, but he is alive. This is uh, it, it, it's it's it harkens back to the uh, the old days where um, they kept reporting that Abe Vigoda had died uh, like numerous times, and um, he was alive every single time they did. And if you don't remember who Abe Vigoda was, he played. Uh, he's he's probably best known um, from The Godfather, but he was also uh, Detective Phil Fish in this in one of the greatest television shows of all time, Barney Miller. Uh, very old guy. I mean, he looked old probably when he was 20 and, um, he, he looked like he was dead numerous times and they kept reporting it. <laughs> he was, he was alive every time. So <laughs> I think he finally, he, he went the Betty White route and, and lasted until he was like damn near a hundred. Didn't so, Betty White die? She died recently. She died like okay, a couple months, right. a couple months ago, but she, she was right at the century mark. So yeah. So, uh, if you didn't know Mike Bossy, I think it's Mike, right? Mike Bossy. Yeah, Mike Bossy. Yeah, like he he's like he's been battling cancer and was spitting chicklets. Reported that he died, but he was still alive. Yeah, somebody uh, came out and reported that his health had taken a turn significantly for the worse. I'm not sure if they got a report from somebody saying that he died or whatever, but that's a pretty bold statement to come out and say that. Um, you know, wish Bossy, you know the you know, all, all the best for him. You know, he's one of the best goal scorers the league has ever seen. But yeah, man, that that is kind of a blunder to now report who, that and it'd be false. Who is on that show? It's uh Ryan Whitney, a uh, former NHLer. He played for the uh he got drafted by the Penguins in O two. He went number five overall and he went to Anaheim, Edmonton, and played a cup of coffee with the Panthers. And Paul Biznasty Bissonette. Oh, he, from um, TNT. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he's on the podcast too. I I love them. G- give it a listen. Um, they're they're really great. But you know, just despite that, yeah, I remember them from the the vodka commercials. Like they were in a bunch of vodka commercials. Oh yeah, because um, they you know Ryan Whitney started a Pink Whitney with New Amsterdam. Yeah, that's a you know it's not a not a manly drink, but that's okay. No, no, for, I, I see so many player. people. I see so many people drinking it and whatever, and like they have no idea like what it's from. It's like, hey, I listen to that podcast. They're like, what? This is alcohol, bro. Yeah. What's next? Are going to put Red Bull and vodka together too? What? What's this world coming to? What? what? Um, yeah, there, there, there's two other hosts on the show. Uh, uh, Grinnell, he's kind of their producer and a uh, rear admiral, some uh, Boston mass hole. Uh, I love it. I love them all. <laughs> Well, you know, don't don't be saying people are dead. Yeah, it's probably just G. Now, uh, well, they're probably going to get they're they're probably going to get a lot more listeners now. So I guess you can't say it was a bad thing. There's no such thing as bad publicity. That's all that's pub- why we name our shows things like uh, that's why we name our shows things like Wine Moms, which is <laughs> the 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 one episode that people listen to the most. <laughs> but not engaged though, because once they realize the show is not actually about wine moms and they're like, what the hell is this? I could be, you know, washing my dishes right now. <laughs> name this show. Um, Steven Stamkos is dead. I'm going to name this show. Douchey mustache. <laughs> That'll get a couple. Hey, are you serious? That's right. Like, yeah, you lose a lot of heat in the neck. Oh <laughs> Lord. So yeah. Uh, you got anything else? Well, we'll go, uh, go off a of hockey for a minute. Um, opening day for baseball is two days away. Um, I'm very excited. I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm uh, excited for the Tampa Bay Rays season, even though today's uh, tune-up game, and which was their first um, pre the uh, first spring training game that was in uh, the Trop. They always they they spring train in Port Charlotte, which is down by Fort Myers. Uh, so they went back to the Trop, play a couple games, and then the season starts on Friday against Baltimore. Uh, they were getting destroyed by the Phillies today, which I, I didn't even, I, I didn't even make it past the second inning. I turned it off. I'm do like, you, I can't even watch this. Do you put any stock into spring training games or is it just like, you know, warming up? I, I don't. Um, I mean, there's, there, there are, there are some, some things to look for, for sure. But here's the thing with spring training, like for pitching, especially what, what the, the coaching staff will do um, with a pitcher 
in spring training is they'll, they'll be like, Hey, do you have a, what pitch do you want to work on today? Like, I kind of want to work on, on my curve. It's like, okay, well just throw your curve and that's it. Like maybe you can toss a fastball in here and there, but for the most part, throw your curve more than any other pitch that you throw. And so the hitters are going to know it's coming. Right. So that you'll see that a lot, which is why you'll see crazy scores or you'll see, you know, it's, it's not, you're just looking for signs really more than anything. Um, I do feel like we're going to have a pretty good season. Um, I don't know that we'll win the division. Blue Jays got better. Uh, but I think that we'll definitely compete for it. I don't think we're going to have a craziness where like four out of the four out of the five teams in the division go to the playoffs like last year. Um, but I do think they'll do well. A full season with uh, uh, Wonder Boy Wander Franco will be amazing. Uh, Randy's going to be really good. We got good pitching. I mean, we we signed in, in the offseason um, two times Cy Young Award winner Corey Kluber uh, to be the elder voice in the clubhouse and to be a pitching mentor. So I think that's a fantastic move. Um, I'm excited. I think we'll be, I think we'll do well and hopefully we can, we can get some, some fans in the seats. That's always the biggest issue with Tampa is not having fans in the seats. I think maybe they'll get a little bit more. And then if we're lucky sometime during the season, they'll make an announcement for a stadium in Ybor city. That is what everybody is waiting for. Um, hopefully the announcement comes sooner rather than later. I've got a customer. He always gets uh, box seats, so his company just always gives them away. And uh, i got to take him up on that sometime. I get that it's a complete wrong direction of my house about an hour away. So, um, but shit, I ought to take him up. I haven't been to a Rays game in years. I love going to Rays games. Um, people talk so much trash about the Trop. And you know what? It It, it is an eyesore. Um, it's not the greatest stadium in the world um, and it's in a terrible location. However, uh, when you get inside to the actual field part, it's fantastic. It is a fantastic place to watch a game inside. Now, when you go out and you try and get concessions, then you feel like you're walking around in like a high school locker room. That part kind of sucks. I thought it was like a jail. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the outer parts of the stadium are not great, but inside where you watch the game, it's a wonderful place. I mean, think about it. It's you know, uh, July 15th, it's 95 degrees outside with a hundred percent humidity. And you're watching a baseball game at two o'clock in the afternoon. And it's like 70 something in the, in, in the, in the stadium. That's fantastic. Who doesn't love that? Meanwhile, I heard you, you watch the beginning of the season and you, you just, just take a drink every time another game gets postponed because there's late season snow or uh, crazy weather, you know, in other parts of the country. And meanwhile, yeah, just come on down to Tampa and play some baseball. It's on every time. Who cares if it's raining? Well, there's, there's more and more uh, like covered stadiums or at least like retractable roof stadiums being built. It seems every year. Yeah, and even if it's not retractable roof, that you could you can design the stadium in such a way that the weather won't be so much of a factor. Like Atlanta did that. Atlanta's not a covered stadium, but it it was designed with the roof in such a way that it doesn't really affect the game too much. And I think that might kind of be what they're looking at in Ebor, where they're not because because it's a hell of a lot of money to put a to put a roof on on a on it if it's if it's retractable at least. And so I think they're trying to make a smaller stadium. Uh, when the smaller footprint and, and, and situated in a way where it won't be as uh, affected by the weather, but we'll see. It's all conjecture at this point, but the weather, where there's smoke, hopefully there's fire. I heard a rumor. Uh, I forget where I heard it. it was a while ago, but it, it always kind of stuck with me and I've never validated it to see if it was true. So I'm going to see if you know that again, I'm not sure when or whatever, but I heard that when, um, you know, the rays were hitting, they would turn the air conditioner on to kind of reduce the humidity. And when the, uh, opposing team was hitting, they would, they would turn it off and just kind of, uh, you know, get some humidity in the building and hopefully cause more friction on the ball. So they wouldn't travel as farther. Yeah, have you heard of anything like that? I've literally never heard this rumor and that's hilarious. Wow. I, you know, it wouldn't really surprise me, but the only reason why I think they wouldn't 
is because the power grid in in St. Petersburg is so janky that, you know, they've had outages and stuff like that before, you know, in the middle of a game, the power will go out because it's like the 17th street uh, station or whatever. It, it'll blow up. So <laughs> I don't see them diddling around with the, with the AC too much because then that would be like, you know, just asking for, for trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Anyways. Um, yeah. So we're at the one hour mark. We're going to watch tonight with, uh, with bated breath to see what lightning match, what, what, what lightning team shows up. Uh, you want to say anything before we uh, call today? No, I got nothing. All right. Well, if you've got something, you can call us at 727-416-0613 and uh, leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show, or you can uh, send us an email, thelightningrod1 at protonmail.com, number one. And uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at lightningrodpod. So for Gannon, I am Johnny Pipes, and uh, we will catch you again next Wednesday. Peace. All I can say is wow.